Ten past fugit. Time flies. And here we are, a hundred years on, from Leonard Thompson. Canadian lad, the world's first recipient of insulin injections, which back in January 1922 kept him going for another 13 years, finally succumbing aged 27 from his diabetes. His diabetes <laughs> had been around, though, for a long time. A thorn in humanity's side for much longer than you'd think. As old as we are, in fact. In BC 230, the word was derived from an ancient Greek term meaning siphon or fountain, as mentioned by the physician Apollonius. Given that one of the classic symptoms of diabetes is frequent urination. Later added to in the, in the early 17th century by Thomas Willis, an English physician who added mellitus, so diabetes mellitus. Melitus again from the Greek word meaning sweet, as the urine tasted of sugar. Nice. On to the insulin discovery by Messrs. Banting and Best in 1921, leading to that first person, the 14-year-old lad from Toronto in Canada, to be treated with insulin. A quite remarkable set of technologies, but boy, the story has moved on so much since then. Then on to Harold Hemsworth. A British scientist who in 1936 differentiated type 1 and type 2 diabetes. It wasn't until metformin arrived in the mid-50s that we had any oral medication to add to insulin as a treatment for diabetes. This quickly followed on from other stuff called sulfonylureas, but they had various side effects that weren't really that, well, brilliant. So there we are. You can then see, as a hundred years passes since insulin was given, it's been an absolutely huge worldwide effort to try and help us find answers to these challenges. Original blood glucose meters using fingerpricks, blood sampling were arriving in the 1970s, produced by the pharmaceutical company Ames. The original paper strips were called extra strips. <laughs> I remember those. The machine weighed about three pounds. They cost, well, several hundred pounds <laughs> to be used by physicians only. Look how we've come on now, over these past few decades. We're in the latest machinery is almost disposable as a loss leader. It's the little sticks we use in them that cost the money. Each one is a wonderful piece of technology. Please never be but anything but grateful for all those years of effort by so many people in the quest to solve the puzzle, the plague of diabetes. Today's array of medications is truly remarkable, from highly effective oral therapies to instant pump devices, quite natty little things that only just mimic your pancreatic process, constantly sending signals off to your mobile phone app in real time, informing you of your blood sugar status. <laughs> As the Omicron strain percolates through Europe and the rest of mankind is looking to be infected, so says the WHO, half of Europe will be so infected in the coming weeks, it just illustrates to me how close we are all so connected nowadays. Some of our practice staff continue to be at home, isolating as those little lateral flow devices hmm, relay their twin red lines day after day, stubbornly refusing to back down. Others actually quite unwell despite double jabs and booster vaccination. Then there's Novak Djokovic. Instant confirmation bias to many. Anti-vaccinations. 
Well, the anti-vax soul seizing on his progress with joy. Traditionalists can't believe he's being allowed on Australian soil at all. As if a man hitting a ball over a net is worth all this airtime. Oh well. Ask Boris Johnson about symbolism in this Covid era. Another old sort of goal then, maybe? One rule for such and another for the rest of us. Yeah, same old story. Anyway, yes, the unconnected world does mean that a rumour flies around the globe faster than truth can indeed get its trousers on. So, fingers crossed, we hope to resume more normal service shortly, Omicron permitting. Until then, a happy 100th birthday for insulin. Cheerio.